0: Hello, everybody. I welcome you to Zared's record. This is Zared. As you can see, for those of you who are watching on YouTube or Rumble, um, by the way, I highly suggest that everyone go to Rumble. I do not support YouTube. I just upload there because that's where the most people is, but more most people are, but I'd rather uh, get banned. I don't necessarily censor myself. I just don't necessarily say a bunch of unnecessary cuss words whenever I don't need to, per se. So everyone please go to rumble support your boy over there uh support your boy everywhere as well and uh but uh if you're watching it on youtube and if you're just listening to this then i will describe this setting um i'm actually in my in my mixing room right now because i did not foresee and i did not look at the weather before i was going to actually film the episode so when i went out to film the episode um, my allergy started acting up, and I didn't have uh, any allergy medicine. That was non-drowsy, so you're, I'm not just gonna be looking like I popped a Zan in, in this episode. I didn't want I didn't want in the audio for me to be sneezing all in the all in the mic, me running, having a runny nose in the video, me sniffling, me some maybe coughing because of irritation. Uh, I didn't want to do that, so I figured just for today, and also because I didn't I didn't buy a tripod, but I was going to buy a tripod, and as of course I said, I didn't realize I didn't have any allergy medicine or anything, so I decided not to do that because that'd probably be the smart decision to do. I'm in my mixing room, and uh, if you're listening to this, make sure that you go to my YouTube channel. You go to all my streaming services that we can listen to my music. You can support me. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, my YouTube channel is in the description of all of the audio, but. If you want me to tell you, then it is youtube.com forward slash x a r o d records. youtube.com forward slash zared records. It is the same thing. It is uh, just zared on on Rumble. Uh, my social medias are instagram.com forward slash zared records, uh, twitter.com forward slash zared records, truthsocial.com as forward slash zared. And uh, you go to my uh, artist page to listen to Speechless, my most recent single, which I highly enjoy. Uh, that's, and then listen to my EP, my first EP, Emergence, on uh, anywhere that you can listen to music. Alright. Make sure you check the description. Uh, leave a like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube, or leave a, leave a rumble. And uh, comment on my Rumble page as well. I'll make sure that you call me a racist and um, a traitor. And uh, I'm hoping that I can get to the, the title of Brown Face of White Supremacy eventually. And uh, leave me a review if you're listening to this. Um, give it one star. And also t- uh, make sure that in there you say that you want to behead me because I am, uh, because I am Christian. Alright. Now with that out the way. Now with all the stuff promo out the way. Today... I am going to be talking about uh the entertainment in general. Uh I'm I typically find a lot of the art pieces that I enjoy are in video games because that's the way I was I, I grew up. I grew up playing games when my dad introduced me to video games at a young age. So uh I want to talk about a specific game that I've always had in my library but I just finished it up. And I wanted to talk about the story, and I thought the story was very, very interesting because of how similar it is to our modern world right now. And then I also wanted to talk about, um, I also wanted to talk about, it's it's still along the lines of of entertainment, but I wanted to talk about Christianity's role in entertainment. And if it is failing or if it's succeeding, which you'll probably see where I'm going to go with this eventually. And uh that is what we're going to do. We're going to focus on entertainment. And um Yeah, so let's go ahead and get to it. I also need to figure out an intro. I just, I'm trying to put together an intro, but I can't necessarily I'm pull, hopping up in FL Studio and I can't get the I can't get the melody right for with the intro music I want to do and then I need to film uh a uh intro video, some green screens so that way I can be a little bit more interesting instead of me just talking the whole time. All right. So, what I was talking about the video game that I was playing, the, uh, the game that I was playing, I'm going through my, my backlog of games that I haven't played yet that I just bought. And since I already bought them, I'm not a money waster, so I, I, I'd want to go ahead and get my money's worth. And the game that I recently played and finished was Deus Ex Human Revolution. Which the story plot of Deus Ex: Human Revolution is that it's in the it's in the future. Uh, it's kind of this cu- futurist steampunk kind of art style slash I guess theme or environment, and it has to do. In, in, um, it has to do with um, humans. There are corporations that have found out the technology to make augmentations to the human body so that that way you know they can they're pretty much turning them like into cyborgs where they have bi- bionic arms where they can lift normal uh, weights that humans normally can't carry they can jump higher with bionic legs or they can you know have x-ray not x-ray yeah i guess x-ray vision and they can zoom in with their eyes just by zooming in instead of you know having to look through a certain different um object such as a telescope but it's just a bunch of human augmentations, and um what really what really did the story is very good. It takes You play as Adam jensen who Adam jensen he was hired, he was an ex cop he gets hired as security detail for a company, and uh well, on one of the days that he's doing security detail that there are augmented humans human criminals. That go in and uh destroy the the labs in which the corporation operates in of augmentations, and so the but Adam as he's trying to save the scientists from getting um dismembered and shot up and blacked up, he is interfered and he gets shot up, he gets thrown through windows he gets his neck snapped and blown up and everything of that so the corporation that hired him spends a whole bunch of money to bring him, to bring him back to life but with that he is pretty much uh, like 80 or like 95 percent um augmented so he, he he's basically mostly alive from artificial means and uh the story was is pretty good but the one, it, the one thing that is kind of misleading is that the this story i mean the, the game is called Deus Ex Human Revolution but the human revolution part doesn't actually come until near the end of the game, um, which doesn't make any sense considering it's called human revolution. Whenever I actually uh, was going into the game, I thought it was going to focus more about the human aspect of being augmented and how humans should not be playing uh, God and they shouldn't be, and they shouldn't be genetically or yeah genetically modifying humans. And there's a reason why the human body rejects certain object or I guess rejects replacements for other bodily functions where even it happens in real life whenever people get um they get replacement surgeries for their heart or for their kidney where their body doesn't actually want it and so their body just kind of tries to attack that because it's so foreign it's not their bodily regulatory system that isn't used to it and um I thought they were going to focus more on that because it was called Human Revolution, but they don't actually do that, which was very um, disappointing, even though the story was good. I just wanted to actually get more into the whole human detail of it, the whole human aspect of people trying to protest because they don't want big corporations to have control over the bodies and the whole temptations of big governments uh, using those corporations to, uh, I guess, to integrate spy technology and other, and also other countries and other governments and other evil corporations that are trying to take over, there's augmentations because it's so easily available and since everybody has them and they rely on technology that it can easily be hacked or used for, um, for evil. Which they kind of did do that. But there is one story plot, sorry I dropped my, my phone here. There is one story plot that was uh, very interesting. And uh, it was the whole part with the, uh, like I said, about evil corporations and the corporations. Well, it turns out that the people who attacked the labs of the, uh, the corporation, such company that you work for, which I forget the name. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. I forget the name, but it, it's actually a rivaling augmentation uh, company that is trying to li- quite literally kill the competition by hiring augmented criminals, which also... I thought they—I thought they should have leaned more into that and how, you know, no matter what, criminals are going to be criminals. But they didn't. But it's still good. Um, there are corporations that are doing work on human enhancements, cyborg and, um, enhancements on uh, human bodies, and um, it, it, it falls along the lines of human error, where the power always goes to to humans' heads. That uh, you know, power always corrupts people i mean it's always people are always uh, bound to corruption they they they're always um vulnerable to being corrupted by something that gives you a lot of uh, power gives you a lot of money so the competition is trying to kill the other competition and um it w- there was there was one part in the game it was near the end of the game oh no it was like near the middle of the game where uh there's a story plot where the let me just kinda of cut to the chase, but it's not necessarily a spoiler, like a big story spoiler, but if I mean, this game came out twenty thirteen and i'm I don't know if you if you wanna play, go ahead and play I'm not gonna ruin the whole thing, but there's a part in the game where it actually talks about how the person that is hacking you or the person that is uh talking to you on your on your frequency in your head. And you oh no, y'all. I guess on your radio per se. Is that whenever you actually meet him, it's actually an AI that was hacking into your systems. Which Adam Jensen later finds, and whenever he's having a conversation with that AI, the AI is actually telling him that the, um, the, um, the 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 rival company, the one of, of the one that Adam's working for, the one that tried to kill him. They that corp the evil corporation created an AI, and that AI is created to specifically target information that is pretty much. Would you say it? it 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 censors and it takes out information from the internet that is not valuable that is um, harmful to the rival companies the one that created the ai and adam jensen makes a point where it was like saying so you're saying that this you are created to make free speech why why are you able to do that because that's what i was created for but like who ultimately comes down to making these calls humans and it it, that one really struck me because if (laughs) and um as you as you may or may not have known, there are the files, there are reportings, journalists Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss, Barry Weiss have reported that uh there has been Facebook, the legacy media's like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, well I guess Meta, and Google have been colluding with the government to censor certain speech that was what they consider misinformation, but it was pretty much the truth about exposing them. And I I thought it was insanely... uh, I guess if I would have played this back in the day, I would have been like, wow, that's so crazy. I couldn't imagine that. But we actually live in that time. Uh, You can't say certain things in the guidelines of YouTube. You can't say certain things on Twitter. And even if you do, then you'll get... um, You know, as Elon has bought twitter and has actually given the okay for the journalists to report that there are certain things and it so happens to be that they all go a certain way that is not allowed to be said on twitter because it might be um harmful to the powers that be it might be harmful to the bureaucracy that the covid vaccine doesn't actually or the COVID insemination my bad doesn't actually do anything doesn't actually um well that's it, it doesn't actually do anything except for kill you and you know you have chat gbt that was in the news for a little bit before everyone forgot about that where if you say the most prom- prominent example that i can think of right now is if you say what's so good about uh what what's so good about black people or what are black people what can black people improve at and then if you say if you say that to chat gbt they say oh we can't actually do that we can't actually say because we can uh seem that we can't give information that would be, I guess, deemed as harmful to, I guess, black people. But then if you say, what can white people can improve on, then it'll give you a whole list of things. White people can stop um, being white, pretty much. And that was something that really struck me as, wow, we actually do live in this time. And if you actually play the game, if you actually look at pictures of the game, I guess I'll put some on the screen right now um the 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 atmosphere and the and the color scheme of the entire game is like this disgusting yellow orange gray with steam and everything it looks like it's all gray and that was a design choice but it it's definitely a design choice that is very useful to the to the environment that which Adam Jensen is in and the and the, the theme of the story and just the actual story itself because every it's just like this weird disgusting dystopia where everything's everything's just so corrupted and it, it, it there's a reason why that that art style was chosen and there's a reason why that art style actually is actually really great for that for the storyline is because it looks so unappealing, which is by design. Because you know, if you're in this dystopia where an AI controls all this speech and these other corporations are trying to hack into other, um, hack into the augmentations that the humans have, so that way they can send out a mass um, hysteria of violence or whatever it is that the other company wants to do or whatever the criminals slash terrorists want to do. And it's it, we we do live in that and. The reason why it fits so well is because it fits that story so well because it does, it's unappealing. It looks unappealing. The music is like... It's like these weird uh, like second octave synths the whole time. Everything sounds so slow and druggish, like groggish. But the reason why it fits so well is because it fits the storyline. It, it supports the storyline that this is some sort of dystopia. And and, like I always say, art is a reflection of what it is that of the state of, this, of the culture is the state of the society. So, the state of the society is that there's going to be a human revolution. Humans don't like it. Humans can see that, or regular citizens can see the, the bad that's going to happen from this. And so, the human revolution everything's this dystopia. The revi- so, that's why it's so very, very important. Uh, that's why art is very important. And you can look at art and see if something looks disgusting, if there's like abstract art right now. Where it's just kind of nothingness and it's just like the word like the weirdest kind of I don't know, whatever animations, art styles, concepts possible, because that that's the world that we live in. We live in a world where there's not necessarily anything that brings us together. There's not necessarily I guess as the majority anyway, I would say. There's not anything that brings us together. There's not something we can relate to, there's not some sort of agreed upon values or morality. Everyone just believes that it's their reality and it's this and that. Sorry, let me go ahead and wake up my computer because I need to promote my album back there. Uh, Emergent EP out on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, uh, wherever it is that you get it. Same thing with the podcast. And so if you, can, if, if you look at the art, the art is a reflection of society as I've stated before. So with that said... If you look at the art in which, or if you just look at the art that's in the, cre- in the present time, and the time that you live in, then you, then you can get an accurate representation of what it is that the society slash culture is feeling slash going through. And that's what makes, well, doesn't, that, that is what makes the best presentable art. That doesn't make it good, but it's, made, it's something that can make something that is very, very, I guess, good for the time. But if you look in the grander scheme of things, probably not, because um, art is objective, of course. And this is why Christians need to take over the industries again, like they once were. You know, I, I make music, and yeah, I'm a Christian, and I do, and I I don't necessarily try to sell you that God is good. All right, I I talk about the concepts I talk about the ideas in my own way of in the way that I in which I see it the the lens that Jesus Christ has given me that I, I'm talking about life through the lens of Jesus Christ in which he has blessed me with he's given me the holy spirit I talk about the principles rather than just trying to tell you that God is good and that's what a lot of Christians don't understand I am I'm, I'm going to be 100% and I I'm I'm saying it right now that the one thing that Christians are in, there's a lot of things that Christians are bad at, but the one thing that Christians are really bad about is the art, is the entertainment. They make the corniest movies possible. They make the corniest music possible. And listen, I understand you're trying to get, I understand what the, the Christian music, all right? They're, they're trying to get, you know, they're just appealing to their demographic and that's fine. I'm, I'm not knocking that. But at the same time, it's like we're at a point where in this society, in this culture, we have people who are, well, we have the government as well, actually targeting Christians because we're Christians. And then we have people who are just don't want, who do not want to be part of Christianity because it's so corny. It's not something that is appealing to them. There's Nobody's leading it. There's not, There's not like, it doesn't feel as if, they're a part of something that just feels like, oh yeah, I just do this and whatever. It's, it's just like, it, it's not, it's just something passive. And so whenever we uh, want to partake in the industry, it's like, they're not going to take us serious. Hold on, I got to make sure it's recording. Okay, it is. Like they're not going to take us serious as Christians because we're not giving them something that is appealing. We are sacrificing the quality of the art for the actual message and so it's like that's why christian movies don't overtly christian movies don't do well Be because i mean not everyone's christian especially in america i uh well i must say most people are christians but anyway past that is that Christians always sacrifice the quality of the art. And that's why overtly Christian movies don't do well. It's just because it's so corny. They're trying to, they show you this picture of, of the world that is so rainbows and oh, I'm not gonna say rainbows cause that's that's like integrated with faz now. Um, but it's just like everything's uh, buttercups and lilies and we're skipping through the field of flowers and everything, but that's like the corniest thing ever. Nobody cares. Like. The people, it's like if you're trying to, like the whole point of getting into an industry, I would say it's to make an impact. Because if you're not doing and making an impact on anything, then I get that at that point, you're kind of just wasting your time. But if that's what God called you to do, then that's what God called you to do. And this is why, but like I said, we're at a point where more and more people are turning away because we're not doing some, because us Christians are not doing something that is of value to them so that way they can hold onto their head and be like, oh, you know what? Maybe I will turn my turn my life to Jesus Christ. Maybe I will, because there is no incentive for them to do it. If they turn a Christian, what they lose all their they lose all their ad deals, they lose everything, just so that way they can be part of God. I mean, that that's a good thing, but at the same time, it's something that is not necessarily appealing to someone who isn't a hundred percent ready to fulfill, um, I guess their servitude to, to Christ to, to the kingdom, and so. I bring this up because I recently watched Hacksaw Ridge. It was a few it was a few weeks ago, but I definitely wanted to talk about it cuz Hacksaw Ridge is a, is a is a, a great is a great movie. It's a I think it's a fantastic movie. It's got um, Andrew Garfield in it who um, who plays as the who plays as a a Christian in World War II who doesn't who takes the entire the puritan look at thou shalt not kill um, approach to that to that to that saying. In which he will not hold the gun. He won't even hold the gun because he doesn't even want to. I guess uh, he doesn't even want to associate with, with something that is made for killing. And so he goes through a whole child and tribulations. They're actually they're actively trying to to get him out of the uh, to get him out of the military because he won't kill, and they actually try to persecute him because he won't do that. He won't he won't pass training for. He doesn't even want to shoot the gun because again it's associated with killing, and he doesn't so. Anyway, but that movie, it takes place in World War II. And um, as most people know, World War II was very graphic, very bloody, very deadly. And that seems to be the only war that um, people in America can recall where they or I guess, you know, where they just like, oh, World War II this, World War II this, Nazi that, Nazi this. So, directed by Mel Gibson. But the movie does not fall into the category of what you would consider a normal Christian movie I mean it is a Christian movie but it's not the corny Christian stuff instead of sacrificing the quality of the movie for just the message that God is good it actually shows you it actually shows you what someone's faith it it just tells you the story of what someone who has faith went through and it gives them a sign of hope because their soldiers are like we won't go into the into the into the fray and we won't go into running in the bullets without him because he he obviously did the impossible. And so this is, and it, and it definitely has to do it it is descriptive rather than prescriptive, which is what and I always bring this up whenever people talk about the Bible because they always get it misconstrued but the Bible is always the Bible is mostly descriptive more than it is prescriptive, which is um it describes about events rather than actually prescribes you to do this and do that, and there's like some in the Old Testament where it actually gives you ten Commandments, but in the New Testament it doesn't necessarily do all that anyway and so instead of just and, and it does and of course it it doesn't depict this environment of just lilies butterflies and skipping through the skipping through the fields with um your kids and with the dog instead it shows you people getting blown up by mortars people getting their arms chopped off or getting their arms blown off legs blown off people's guts spilling spilling out people getting glacked up people getting wet up shot through the shot through the noggin uh, people getting stabbed from from bonsai charges from the japanese so it's not. It's actually the opposite. It's the actual worst part of humanity: the war. It actually depicts war in like its truest form. Everyone's dying. Everyone's getting. Everyone's bleeding. People are crying. People are yelling because they get shot. And his role in the movie, um, Andrew Garfield's character. I forgot his name. I apologize, but Andrew Garfield's character, the character that Andrew Garfield, he's not a character, but the the man that Andrew Garfield played, which is is uh, based on true story. He does the impossible because he, he he ends up being a field medic. He does not carry a gun. He just goes out and he saves people. He he puts himself in the line of fire just to go run out and save people. And it's not overtly telling you that he's he's not trying to sell you that God is good. It's not it's not telling you about, you know, God, you know, you are so beautiful and all this and God, you know you do everything. Instead of him trying to sell you that and convincing you, it's just it's a, the foundation is that he he believes in in God. So much. Like the fundamental is that he believes in God so much because he's willing not he's not willing to kill somebody for it. But that's not like it is the main focus. It's like but it's like the it's the foundation. It's the concrete foundation of the rest of the story. Um Because, again, it depicts all of the blood and everything like that. So instead of starting to sell you that God is good, it actually just shows you that with the power of faith, He's able to do this. And instead of every second, it's Him telling you that praying and everything, it just doesn't do that. So there's just crazy how, how corny Christians can be. I see this on social media, too, where they're just trying to sell you that god is gonna like god please like you are so beautiful and you know that's the reason why everything is so beautiful and good is because of you and you know we should all love each other and you know they we should not be calm comf- we should not do this and that we should not be everything in this world is it's like not everything in this world is soft all right just just quit just stop no one you're not you're not you're not going to convince or get anybody to see your side if you're just not going to be real. If you're not going to show them real life, then they're not going to take for it. Because if someone has trouble believing in something other than the actual physical world, then they're, If they don't actually believe in the metaphysical world, then if you're just going to say, um, no, you don't need to think about the metaphysical world because, you know, then they're, just, they're not going to. <laughs> so... Pictures this dystopian and ugh, I just it just really irritates me. Um, but the entertainment industry did take a hit, and um, the music industry did also take a hit with the uh, loss of Christianity, but. They don't actually. Hold on, let me let me look at my notes here before I just start continuing to go off um, into a whole different thing. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Am I on the wrong thing? Okay. Anyway. Um, but just going back to the whole. Like Christians need to understand that the industry is is actually against them, and that they need to actually convince people to watch their movies because, again, most people don't like Christians in general. And this is the same thing with the music industry. I mean, the music industry, as I pointed out in the um, the last episode, where everything's super super satanist, everything's super pagan, everything's very anti anti God. But the, it's like the. It, the music the christians need to take over the music industry with with all this to stop all this corny and actually participate and actually talking about the principles of christianity instead of just saying god is good in christian music there's a reason why we all agree that amazing grace is very beautiful because i mean it's talking about god and i mean that is the amazing grace but it's just a beautiful like it's just beautiful like it Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Like they, like, they, like it's just, it's just beautiful in general because it's, again, it doesn't sacrifice the the, the art for the messaging. So with the music, and this is why the music industry needs to be in the forefront because everyone listens to music. Uh, we all love music. We all listen to some sort of music, and even if we don't, we always participate in some sort of music. And uh, this is why I. I want to as much as hard as it is because it's very uh, I'm not willing to collaborate. I'm not willing to do things that I'm not willing to uh, partake in um in other areas of the music industry that say um that have to do with um the undermining of the soul. And uh, we need to take, but the Christians need to take over the music industry. And instead of talking about God is good, we need to realize that not everybody thinks that, and talk about the actual principles itself. Because with my music, again, I, I, I say things in my lens that I view, and I'm I, and people who know me who knew me. As well that I've never been one to to um, not to play it soft I'm, I'm not very 100% nice a lot of the time I'm just gonna keep it real with you and uh, and if you watch the the show then you probably know that but um, the music and going back to the whole art thing is that as more and more of the music industry is starting to go Satanist. We realize that music is... That's why people are saying, oh, music is so bad and modern music is is garbage. But it's because it's a... But it's like it, that if music is an art, then art is a reflection of the culture, which therefore the music is a reflection of the culture. So when I, And this is why a lot of hip-hop music sounds... People always say that hip-hop, I mean hip-hop, I mean pop music that you hear on the radio all sounds the same, it's because it's like A, B, because they're integrating less and less human interaction, whether they just have these electronic drums, electronic, and pretty much everything is just programmed in the VST on the beats, and everything sounds less human because it is less human, which actually makes it sound worse. So the Christians need to take the music industry because the music industry is purely collaborative. I mean... This is why you go back. You let list people listen to seventies music and be like, 70s music is the best. Eighties music is the best." It's because it had so much human interaction. But when in the making of the music, that is so distinct in its sound and it's so if it, it's it feels substantive, even if it doesn't actually have any substance in the actual lyrics. But it feels more human. It feels more lively. It feels more substantive because there is human interaction. So if Christians can take over the music industry, which is purely collaborative, unless someone can do it all by themselves, but even then they can't necessarily do everything by themselves because they have to do with the ads and the commercials and everything like that, then the Christians can start taking over most things. And, and, uh, you know, not like a theocracy as much as I would like that, but just talking about principles, like if, if someone were to be, someone were to, I don't know, if, if you would have had someone on the same level as Beyonce, but Beyonce is singing about Christian principles and she's not just overtly saying God is good, then people will be like, wow, I really like this music. I, you know, this music um, is very catchy. It lists, like, I, I The lyrics are nice. And then they look up into Beyonce, like the person who would, like, I guess the, the opposite of Beyonce, the the Beyonce who believes in God. They look into be like, oh, look, he. They believe in Christ as their savior, their Lord and Savior. Okay, well, maybe they're onto something, and then more people will get interested just by proxy because they're so, I guess, invested into their music financially and just kind of emotionally that it makes them feel some type of way. So Christians need to. Need to, need to do that because again if music is art then art is a reflection of the culture and that's what we need to do and I want the culture to be sounding live sound human if that's if that's so hard to it's that's so hard for me to uh, say <sighs> all I gotta say and I think I'm gonna wrap it up for this episode because I definitely I missed a few points that I was talking about earlier but and it didn't this, I think I got my point across. I make this a short episode. Um, make sure you check out my music. As uh, YouTube, you can check it out on YouTube. You can check it out on Spotify and Apple Music, iTunes. Uh, help your boy out because again, I, I'm participating in this, and it would be so much easier for me to say that to um, to play the victim, especially when I got a super, ultra, mega, mega shirt on. Um I also I also think this shirt just looks fire. I just think this sh- hilarious. But I need I really do need y'all's support. Um it, again, sharing something on Instagram is free. Um unless you want to give me five dollars, then you know I'd appreciate that. <laughs> uh I'm working, man. I'm 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 working on a lot. Like I'm really just trying to figure things out. But figure things out in a way that won't compromise my morals. Slash my outlook on life. Um, Doesn't ruin my soul. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash Zared Records. Instagram.com forward slash Zared Records. Twitter.com forward slash Zared Records. TruthSocial.com. Or Truth. I guess TruthSocial.com. TruthSocial.com forward slash Zared. Um, iTunes. X-A-R-O-D Zared. And Spotify, X-A-R-O-D, Zeran, everywhere that you can listen to music is Zeran. I appreciate everybody for listening to me, if you're listening to this. Um, And yes, the reason why I'm doing the podcast a lot more weekly is because I have to get my interface back, and it's in Bulgaria, and I have no idea what the status is on that. And I definitely want to start working on music. I want to make this full-time. But again, I need support. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And um, I'm going to try to make the intro... But we'll see what happens. I appreciate it.